0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hoos Club Sports Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Michael Urquhart, and you know I got my main man, Pots and Pans, brother from another, Jamel Brown. What's going on, bro?
1: What's going on?
0: The Sixers finally fired Doc Rivers, man. I never liked Doc. Um, He was the—having a coach that gave up two 3-1 leads, I think it's actually three 3-1 leads, um, thinking that he was going to be— that that coach that was going to change the culture in Philadelphia in regards to trusting the process um Bede, harden uh tell me what you think the Sixers and they hired Nick Nurse as they ha- as the new head coach is that a good fit for the Sixers
1: I think any any team uh especially a team with with the personnel they need structure um and a lot of coaches nowadays they're gifted with these these stars, and they pretty much just allow these stars to play make for them, and we consider that coaching. Um, so any coach like a, a Nick Nurse to answer your question, I'm, I'm I'm glad they hired Nick Nurse. I like that. Any coach that has a system, um, like you watching with Mike Malone, um, you know, is a lot of weak side offense, cutting, screening. It actually is it's just nonstop movement. Any coach that comes with that, I think uh gives your team a great advantage. The Warriors is another team that come to mind. Spurs, like any team, any team that has that type of structure, that type of uh, built in system, um, I think you put your team in in the best position to flourish.
0: When I look at the Toronto teams, I they never had a dominant big man. Bede is a dominant big man. Nick Nurse has never really coached that. And that's the first thing in my head, okay? Is he the the best coach for Embiid? Um, And when you say system, what is Nick Nurse's system when you watch the Toronto teams? I know he won the championship with Kawhi Leonard, came there for a year, then left. Um, He hit the shot against the Sixers. um, And now he's the head coach um, for us. But what is Nick Nurse's system, and do you think that he's the coach to actually maximize the potential of, uh, let's just say, Tyrese Maxey, who's 22, and Joel Embiid, who's a dominant big man? When on his Toronto teams, he really didn't have a dominant big man. Uh,
1: didn't have a dominant big man. Um, but again, but he had he had a system to where as though, um you know the players were disciplined they knew how to move without the basketball um they were put in positions uh to 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 be you know to to reach their potential and that's what a coach does puts push the players in the, in the best possible position um i just like what he brought to the table it was a lot of it was a lot of motion on offense um again it was a lot of discipline so i think just those two factors that helped the sixers Drastically, just having some motion on offense instead of being getting the ball and they just stand around, and then just being able um, to just use him in different ways, like a Jokic, like any big man, he has to learn how to pass the ball, and I see him improving, but he also need people to pass it too. Um, this roster wasn't, uh, this roster didn't complement him very well, so. With Nick Nurse being a coach, I'm hoping we could also use his brain, you know, kind of in the GM field to 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 pick the personnel. Uh, I I definitely believe that we need a, a shooter, like a, a sharpshooter, like a Clay Thompson, somebody who moves without the basketball. Joe Harris, um, dumb the type of players that come to mind. Harton, wasn't that wasn't the fit that wasn't the fit at all. But yeah, Maxie Maxie should flourish. I feel like, like I said, just being, just having that discipline um, and, and that emotional offense, They, they all should do better, whoever on that roster.
0: Do you think that Nick Nurse is the coach for this specific roster? If this roster doesn't change, do you think that he can take this same roster that Doc Rivers had and actually take us farther? Or do you think that we need to move some pieces around?
1: We need to move some pieces around, definitely.
0: When I look at the Sixers, we had a a three two lead. And, you know, our game seven was our game six at home. And when I when I see that Doc Rivers didn't have a playbook and when Bede had the rock in the post, all I seen was, you know, they come to the left the left elbow, be to get the ball in the post, and then that person to take that. That man's all the way to the right wing. Mm-hmm. And then you got Embiid pretty much, you know, playing iso ball, in my opinion. And I don't think that iso ball is, you know, the what the Sixers need to actually win games. Now, but this is what Embiid has turned himself into, right? So he's turned himself into a dominant iso player. Like, your big man can't guard Embiid. He can give you 40. He can give you 50. But the thing is, can B give you eight assists? can bead find an open man? can is Bede, you know going to become a smarter basketball player? And these and I think that you know when we look at the coaching, yes, but they they look at that player in practice right we, we see that player in practice every day and we know his limits, we know his boundaries we know what he's capable of. We know what spots to put him at. We know where he, where he's able to actually go get a bucket. And when you look at him beat, does he have the skill set in order to build around him and what you're asking for, like put shooters around him, does he have the IQ to, to find those
1: shooters? Again, this is where coaching coming at. Um he has to have the personnel, man. Like I think not having a personnel plays a major role in his decision making. Um so I I truly believe that with the right coach and the right complementary complementary players around him, um, we'll see a, a huge improvement. We
0: watched Boston. We we had the lead the entire game, game 5 on the road. And then, you know, Tatum makes five field goals in game 6 and we and we still lose that that basketball game at home close out elimination game and then we go to Boston and you know it, it was all she wrote when I look at when I look at the Sixers uh yes I believe that we needed a new coach and we have Nick Nurse but in my head I think B needs to get better in a lot of areas and passing the basketball is one of them now you say that the personnel that he has he doesn't have the players to pass the ball to um in my opinion you know, they began to be frustrated. The Sixers were frustrated, in my opinion. And if you notice a couple of plays, B to just slap the ball, you know, halfway across the court and it'll go out of bounds after, like, you know, James Harden tying the shoe or something like that. Um, the Sixers didn't show discipline. So if Nick Nurse is going to come in and, you know, hold these, these players accountable and actually have an offense where, You know, there is movement once Embiid has the ball, which has been, you know, my knock on Doc Rivers' offensive playbook this entire time he's been coaching. So do we keep Tobias Harris? Like, who are these, you know, everybody's, you know, uh, everybody can move except Bede and Maxie? Because James Harden, is he staying?
1: I hope he don't. I hope he don't. Um... He's just not the right fit. He's just not the right fit here, especially with having Maxi. Um, you need a shooter. You, them guys need space. Um, they don't necessarily need someone to create for them. They need space, and that's 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 the priority. So, in order to to give them that, you're gonna have to go out and and, and get guys like Joe Harris, your Clay Thompsons. Um, Guys who could just shoot the ball, that, that's going to give you that, that space that B need in order to see the double team come in, pass the ball out of the double team, uh, Maxi to drive the lane, um, kick out, penetrate. So, yeah, that's that's the key to the Sixers.
0: Now, you know, let's look on the other side. Boston, they handled business, um, finished the Sixers off, was, you know, faced elimination game six, went on the road, came in Philadelphia one. Took it back to Boston and they won and they found themselves down three zero against the Heat. Now, um, I believe that, you know, the Heat are the better coach team. uh, When you look at it on paper, uh, you know, Boston is the better team on paper um, and, you know, they play better competition. Um, They where do you believe is the the X factor and trying to win a game seven. Like, I, because some people will put it on, like, let's just say a player. I'm not really going to put it on a player. I'm going to put it on will. Like, you're going to have to have the will to win. You're going to be tired. Your feet going to hurt. You know, you you might be nicked up. Everybody injured. You're not a 100%. Do you have the will to win? Um, And I think you're going to have that in order to win a game seven. Can you put your body on the line? to get to the finals, uh, what do you think the X factor is?
1: You said between being able to put your body on the line and what else?
0: No, I was saying but some people put it on players. Like they would say, hey, um, let's just say uh, Marcus Smart needs to be, you know, at least shoot 35% from the three-point line in order for them to win this game. Or Derek White needs to have, you know, he he made six three-pointers in game six. He's going to have to do the same thing. They're going to have their role players I mean, you can say all of those things, role players, bench. I'm saying the will to win. Like, I think that is the X factor when it comes down to winning the game seven. What do you believe it is?
1: Got to have the will to win if you don't have nothing else. Uh, That could help you in a lot of different ways. Um, Ultimately, that's what it come down to. So, yeah, I would agree with that.
0: Do you believe the Celtics can get it done? Can get it done? Um being down three oh and winning four straight. Can the Celtics do it? Matter of fact, not can they do it, will they do it?
1: Hmm. I'm so up in the air about that, man. Uh hmm. I'm gonna go on the me say they do it. I'm gonna go on i l I'm about sixty forty with that. <laughs> I'm gonna go on the let me say they do it.
0: Now, are now what are you factoring in? They're you know, they're home, um, they're the better team. Uh, you know, like what do you factor because that's what I would look at. You know, you're home, you got the crowd behind you, you do have the better team. Um, you know, you were out coached the first three games, and you know, your Tatum is bringing it home, you're getting you know. Great production from White, um, Al Horford, you know, I mean, to me, this is, this is, this is a game seven. This is when to go home. And the main reason why I get hyped for game sevens is because it gives me that, you know, I love football. It gives me that football atmosphere. This, this is the last game. The only game you win this, you, you go to the finals, um, What does Boston need to do to win this Game 7, Mel?
1: Keep the same mindset. um, Ride off of the the same momentum. Uh, Finish the job, pretty much. Uh, Like you said, it's about the will to win. And Boston is the better team at the end of the day. So if they just show up, play basketball, be physical, and and just won it. I think that there's really no other way that he could beat them.
0: Now, if you were, let's just say if you were Tatum, right, and you were on the court, how would you approach this game? Would this be a game where, you know, you have to set the tone? Uh, Is this a game where you let the game come to you? Um, how do you approach this game if you were going on the court, knowing that you're the best player?
1: Um, you got to come with that chip on your shoulder. Uh if I'm the best player, this this is the type of game that I want to be in. Um, this is what prove it. So, yeah, you got you can't just talk it. You got to walk it, too. No, this is a legacy game.
0: It's a legacy game. If you win this game seven... Your team came back down from being down 3-0, 3-0. And, you know, I believe Tatum is, you know, a competitor. Um, he He's, you know, top three players in this league. Um, To me right now, he is surpassing Kevin Durant, in my opinion, especially if he pull off this – if he pull off this – this uh, this four-game sweep to go to the finals, that that has to put him past KD. I'm tripping.
1: I put him past KD last year, and I said it on the show. So, yeah, he already over KD, if you ask me. They still in the same tear, but I think he is ahead of KD at this point.
0: I think this is a game where, to me, uh, I mean, you gotta let your, see if how much you can get from your role players, right? See, see if they can get off and, you know, pick your, pick your spots, but at, you know, throughout the game, you gotta know you're the best player. So you have to make plays. And I believe Tatum has, he done that in the Sixers series. Um, and he's been doing it in his heat series, the last three games, um, um, he hasn't shot well in these playoffs, um, but I think that when Boston has needed him the most, I think that is when, you know, he's he's shown up. I mean, his number is called. Um, he's not scared of the big moment. If you're Miami um, and you have all this pressure of, you know, winning the first two games, winning, winning the at, you know, in Boston, coming home, handling your business, having a, you know, going up three games, you know, what kind of pressure are you under if you're Eric Spolster? And, you know, what does that do to your legacy if you are Jimmy Butler and you do lose this series?
1: Um, well, he always going to be the underdog. That's that's the, the role he, he's, he's been taking on his whole career. Just going to have to take it on in chin. Um, nobody, he still exceeded expectation. AFC, play in tournament he Tyler Harrow injury, Oladipo injury. So he still he still got um something to be proud of. That's true.
0: Definitely this this season wasn't a, you know, failure or you know, he he exceeded expectations. Um your AFC playing to go to the finals. Um but you are a team that was up 3 games. Um and you had there every game was an elimination game in order for you to put them away, and you didn't and you were looking at your finals hopes or your finals appearance opportunity slip away um and to me does that would that hurt your you know pride or ego as a as an nBA player or would you just take it on the chin like hey, we wasn't even supposed to be here because I don't think Jimmy Butler feels that way, would you?
1: no I mean but what else he gonna do if they they lose he gotta is what it is like they was the better team to begin with Boston was the better team
0: um on the other side uh, Denver is patiently waiting (laughs) Denver is patiently waiting Uh, me and you have had um, many arguments and many debates in regards to uh, Joel Embiid and Jokic and um uh Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. is, um, they're healthy. Um, adding Caldwell Pope, um, Aaron Gordon, um, who's, in my opinion, he is playing very well for the Denver Nuggets right now. All of them are, um, when you look at Denver and how they're structured, um, would you say that it doesn't matter who comes out the East, they're winning the chip?
1: I I don't know if Miami a good matchup for Denver. I think coaching wise, yeah, exposure always give you a chance. But personnel, I don't I don't know if Miami has the personnel. I would much rather see Denver and Boston.
0: What makes because Denver is they're a deep team. Um. When I look at Denver, I say the skill set that Jokic has. That is why they're able to build that team around him because of his IQ. You can surround Jokic with shooters because he has the IQ and the passing ability to hit the open man. Uh something that B doesn't have. And when you say, you know, coaching, you only can coach the, you know, the to the ability of your players and and to the skill set of your players. And that's what B has to develop. I love uh, uh, Jokic's game. Um, He's tough. Um, He's smart. Um, He's clutch. And no, he doesn't. um, He's not your, um, you know, rim protector like Embiid or uh, like one of those big men that that really can, you know, play defense. Jokic doesn't really give you all of that, but he's competitive. He gives you effort and he's not going to be lazy in the fourth quarter. Um tell me what do you see in this Denver team that makes them so good?
1: Uh coaching, definitely coaching. Um they they did a good job of uh, a great job of just complimenting um, Joker with with actual pieces um that that allows him to actually show his talent, his his ability to pass. They got spot-up shooters. They got guys like Bruce Brown um, that will also allow him to cut through the lane. Um, so he has space and he has cutters, and he has defenders. So they built that team specifically around their best player, and they did a hell of a job. Um, and then you, you add the fact that Mike Malone, he knows what he has, so he's he been doing a good a good job at just putting everything together. That team is really tough to beat. That team is tougher to beat than I actually um, gave him credit for.
0: Is it because Jamal Murray is better than what people think he is?
1: That team overall is just better than what people think. But Jam- Jamal Murray, uh, Caldwell, Pope, Bruce Brown, you could, you could name a couple players yeah that team is just underrated
0: when i look at denver um to me listen they have what if if you are not going to be disciplined you're not going to beat denver and if you're not if you're not hitting open shots and if you're not going to show toughness you're not going to beat denver to me um, When you say Miami wouldn't be a good fit or a good matchup for Denver, to me, I'm like, um, you know, Bam is long, so he'll be – but Jokic is a big body, so, you know, when you put that body on Bam, Bam might be in foul trouble, and then it, it's all she wrote after that. You don't got nobody for Jokic if, if Bam go out. So I don't – and then when you have – when you have uh, Boston, you got Al Horford for Jokic. You think that would be a good matchup for Jokic?
1: That's a great matchup for Joker. That's a great matchup. That Boston's just a better matchup overall. I would much rather see that. Uh, I'm 60-40, man. I couldn't tell you. Uh, I don't speak confidently when I say that Boston should win the night. Um, I don't know. Let me ask you a question um
0: the Lakers did get swept <laughs> I mean we, we it's like, i I can't overlook that bro i I can't overlook that huh. when LeBron James has been playing basketball f- for twenty years um and uh Won the championship in the bubble. Um, You know, there's a lot of opinions surrounding that championship, however you may feel. Uh, But I don't think that this Lakers team was that bad to where as though they should have got swept by Denver is 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 this a sign that LeBron James needs to hang it up uh
1: personnel um personnel discipline if you're not a disciplined team uh you're gonna have a lot of trouble with Denver, especially defensively
0: so but okay but okay personnel but LeBron James he asked for these players. These are players that he asked for, right? And when LeBron James is constructing a team, he's telling you who I don't want to play for, who he wants to play for. Go out and get them. You have Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and you couldn't give me give me one game, Mel? One game? Okay, forty you 40 points. You give me eight points in the second half. 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Almost a 40-point triple-double. 32 points in the first half. And my question is, did he do enough
1: to win that game? Uh I I'm, I'm a heavy LeBron critic. Um I do think it's debatable on if he's the actual GOAT or not. Um but just watching him now, LeBron, he he still he still has the IQ, and I think that's he still could dominate the, the 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 mental game. Um, he still could control the pace. He still has some athleticism, but his his motor is not the same. Like I watch him, and a lot of times you see him just blaming other teammates for stuff that he didn't did. Uh, not getting back on defense. Uh. Just losing defensive assignments, just 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 laziness. Um, I see that a lot from Brian. Um, I feel like he he gave it a, a, a hell of a push to start that game, but he, he kind of. I mean, how old is he? Forty? Thirty-nine? <laughs> kind of showed his age uh, towards the end. So, yeah, that's that's mainly what I see. I mean, he still could do it, but he does need somebody like a you would think Anthony Davis to carry him, uh, when he, you know, feeling, fill filling his age or whatever. Um, but yeah, Anthony Davis, he wasn't enough. So
0: what th- does that say about Anthony Davis?
1: It says uh, who he is, who we've been criticizing him to be the last couple of years. Uh, he has the talent, but he's not the alpha male that we assume. He's not, um, he's i don't know he's 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 just his motor is not there as well um yeah but you add somebody like Kyrie i think he 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 definitely fits in with them too and compliments them too very well
0: because i'm going to be fair to bron you know he is older and he did bring K, uh anthony davis over to you know dominate with him and be able to you know Win multiple championships, and you know I think that you know Anthony Davis, man, from the opening tip off when he grabbed his ankle, I'm like, what's what's going on here? Anthony Davis is Mr. Glass himself, always hurt, always nicked up, and when you, in my opinion, if I'm a teammate, isn't isn't that kind of like an indication where you' going to lose some confidence? Like if you always see your your one of your best players always hurt don't you lose uh, uh, some confidence in him, don't you? definitely I think the heat win tonight um I mean, I do believe that Boston is the better team, but I want to see if 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 Boston is strong enough to get it done. you home uh the heat gonna come with everything they got um they've won. On the road in this series, um and we're gonna see uh let's take it a step further um when you know when it comes down to you know basketball um everyone says that you know hey, John Morant hasn't you know broke any laws um and listen i John Morant is my favorite player um. When I watch him play uh, on like just when speaking on the basketball court, I just see that, you know, I want him to add that mid range to his game, to where as though when he's able to blow past that that first person, you know, he's able to create enough space to where as though he can get that jump shot off because I started noticing that, and especially in that Lakers series, you know, he was getting taken out. You know, um, and as high as you jump, you know, gravity, you know, you going to fall and, you know, those knees and that that pressure that you put on your knees. I, you know, I just want to see him prolong his game and by how you prolong your game is adding more to your game. And, you know, if he can add that mid range to his game, I think that that'll prolong his career. Um, another thing that will pro- prolong his career is your image. Um you know, how people view you and perception is reality, especially inside of the media and John Morant image is being really shot at this point. Um, to me with all of the, uh, just the, the involvement in surrounding yourself with guns, um, before I get any further, uh, what are your take on, you know, John Morant and his old involvement with, you know, these guns and, you know, we looking at the the influence of rap music and things of that nature. You know, what is your uh what is your thoughts?
1: Well, rap music is definitely the biggest influence we have out there. Um, I mean, if it's I seen the post, if you think it's influencing John Morant, imagine what it's doing to it. 12-year-old little boy, 10-year-old little boy um, so yeah man it, I, I definitely think it's the music and it, alongside with the music is the lack of uh, uh, a fatherhood um, there's not enough fathers uh, involved for n- numerous reasons um, but yeah it's the combination of those two uh, you're really watching these, these young men have a hard time
0: and, but you watching Jai Morant dead, you know, kind of in the same circle. So what are your views on him?
1: I mean, well, I don't really know him. I I do see him around. You know, Jai's still a kid. Uh, a lot of money. Spotlight. Uh, Got to make better decisions. As pop can't be everywhere with him, everywhere with him at all times just probably just try to help him understand the severity of things. I'm pretty sure he already know though. It's just, um, for whatever reason, them, this, the, the, the choices he, he choose to make. And as a pop, it's just like, if we already had an understanding and you still want to do things your way, and you want to mess up. You got to learn the hard way. Then Uh, there's nothing more that it's pop to do. Uh, be there, support him. It, it, that's still gonna be a son, no matter what. But it's, I'm pretty sure he probably been told him a couple times, plenty of times. He and Ja Ja old enough to understand. Like even just the image part, like yo, I can't do this. Even though it's legal, I shouldn't be doing this um, on camera. So yeah, I just think his his pop, his pop is there. So you know he's being told not to do it. This is just a decision that um, a 23 year old. Two hundred million dollar guy is a millionaire is making, and it's really nothing you can really do about it besides sit there and and let him go through it.
0: When I look at um, the entire situation from okay, if I didn't raise you to be this way, right? Because I believe that children are direct. Reflection, especially if the children are, I mean, the parents are in the child's life, they're a direct reflection of, you know, how the parents raised them. So, how were you raised? What were your parents like? And if, you know, John's father and his parents did not surround him around that, and that was not the life that they chose for him, then to pretty much condone that type of behavior now because your son is the breadwinner, in my opinion, is asinine. Only because. When a, with a, a father n- never stops being a parent. Even though your child becomes grown, you're always a parent. Teaching never stops. You never stop learning. So if your son is going through a phase where he's getting ready to lose millions, and I'm talking about not even just the NBA contract because he he didn't make all any any all NBA team, so he lost out on the NBA max I believe, which was 230 million. So I just think that he got the 190. Um, and then Nike dropped his shoe deal. Uh, well, dropped the shoes off of um, the app, so people can't buy his shoes. So now you're com- close to losing out on these endorsements. And as a father, if you know that your son is going down a path where every everything he touches is about to be destroyed based on the image that he's trying to portray, that you did not raise. To me, that is where you know, me and my son, we would have blows because, and, you know, I'll probably lock him in a room and me and him will have to, you know, pretty much, I ain't, we probably going to have to square up. Son, is this this what you really want to do? You want to throw your life away? You know, and I understand where you coming from at a point in time, you know, you at your, as your pop, you probably just got to wash your hands. Your son is grown, but you know, to me, it, like I said, perception is everything. So we can only, you know, analyze what we see that is portrayed in the media. And I don't think that it doesn't look like those talks are happening because Jai is the breadwinner. The son is making the money. So it ain't. So now you're going back up and pretty much do whatever it is and not actually, you know, come to blows or, you know, have any type of confrontation if you disagree with his actions or his behavior. Um, Where do you see his future? Because remember, he apologized before. Adam Silver said that they had a conversation. He felt as though that him and John Morant had a, you know, had an understanding. And, you know, this video was completely, you know, to the contrary of the conversation that him and John Morant had. So where do you really see the future of John Morant in regards to basketball?
1: Uh... That's tough. I don't know how this punishment going to go. Um, I I really couldn't say, but he he definitely got to be careful because he's ruining his image um, outside of basketball, uh, and he's just influencing. The, he doing the same thing that the rap music doing. Like a lot of kids look up to Ja Morant, so you got to think about that the impact and the influence that he's. He's also giving off um, when he's doing these type of things, and that's why he got to be mindful of what he actually do on camera. Um, I think that, uh,
0: okay, what do you think his punishment should be? Because I think that by his actions, and I'm going to be real, and I'm going to be real, I believe in harsh truths, And if you're going to be a repeat offender and show because at at some point your words mean nothing, right? We can only analyze your behavior and based on what your behavior is showing us, it doesn't look like you're remorseful for what you did the first time because we now we're no longer calling them it a mistake. Now it looks like who you are as a person. Now it looks like this, you know, guns are attached to John Morant. He's always going to have guns around him and you work for the NBA. You are an employee for the NBA, which means that the NBA has a certain image in which you are able that you are supposed to uphold. And if you're not upholding that, then punishment comes. And I believe that John Morant. If I'm the NBA and I'm looking at John Morant, he's shown me that he's not remorseful of his actions. So, therefore, I believe that he might just need to get suspended for a year. Take a year off basketball. Uh,
1: that would just... It's hard to say. Uh, that Only the NBA really know what type of punishment he qualified for. We could sit here and talk about you know, what we see as far as the public. But only thing he did wrong, probably legally or business-wise, is, uh, like you say, he worked for the NBA. He, he you know, he's not being professional. Uh, so that whatever whatever they could suspend him for or whatever they could uh, file him for, they'll do it. But other than that... Uh, no, he don't he really don't deserve to be suspended. He he didn't do anything wrong. Even though if we don't agree with it, he didn't really do nothing wrong. I mean, if you know we work
0: at jobs and the job says that, you know, we can't where we live in a state where, you know, marijuana is, you know, uh legal for recreational use, you know, medicinal use, um you're not pretty much getting locked up for it if the cops see you. Let's just say smoking marijuana. But you go to your job and you go to you sit in your cubicle and you light up one. Your boss tells you, hey, you're fired. And you say, why? And he tells you, you, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that on our premises. You know, you know, this is not the place where we do that. That's not part of policy and procedure. Even though it's legal in that state, if you work for a company where they do not allow that and they don't tolerate it, then you have to abide by what their rules or what mill quit. So it's not like we can sit here and say, Hey, he could play with guns or show or flash guns and still be inside of the NBA. If that's not part of the policy and procedure. So if you want to play in the NBA, right? If you want to, reap the benefits of playing in the NBA, which is what? Outside endorsements, sneaker deals, right? Max contracts, if guaranteed money. If you want all of these things and if you want to reap the benefits, right, then you have to abide by our rules, policies, and procedures. I agree with that. To me, I just think that um, I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, harsh um, I'm or unfair. I'm in my head. I'm thinking, hey, if you really want to take some time and then uh, then again, you know, they say basketball may be the therapy. You might need to get on the court. But at the same time, you know, it's a sticky situation, man. I just think that, you know, I just wish that he would have learned the first time and understood the severity. And that's where I believe that your dad plays a major part in. You know, reiterating the importance and the severity of your actions, you know, pros and cons. What are you risking if you continue this type of behavior? And I just think that that needs to be pushed and that needs to be top priority in regards to the mindset that John Morant has moving forward. If he wants to play inside of the NBA. Uh, when I look at um Let's just, you know, taking a step further when you look at the rap music, man, the rap music has a horrible influence, man. And I believe that, you know, people know it, but they're so blinded by being able to vibe to it in their comfortability in regards to the club lounges, you know, riding to the music and being able to be a part of a life or visualize visualize a life that you're really not living. You get what I'm saying? and so like what do you think that needs to happen with the rap music
1: um it just has to be monitored man it's it's being consumed too much um by people who can't handle it and you got to put some type of um restraint on it like you going to have to Um uh, how not sure um, Cause it's people that's profiting billions of dollars off of it, so it's gonna be hard to stop that. But yeah, just as you know, one child at a time, as parents, you just gotta monitor your kids and what they consume, and rather that's um, through music or uh, something visually. All right. Well, game
0: seven tonight. Um, you stamp in Boston, right? Sixty forty. Yeah. I'm going with Miami. I'm gonna go with Miami. This is um, it's gonna be a big atmosphere. I'm gonna go with Jimmy Butler. Um, I think Jimmy Butler is poised for a big game. Thirty-five points. Let's just say nine boards. Give me give me eight assists. Uh, Jimmy Butler is just gonna have to be electric. And I think for them, Gabe Vincent Bam. Listen, you guys are gonna have to hit big shots. Um. Don't let the moment get too big for you. Um, I'm not going to say treat this like a regular game because it's not. But, you know, don't do anything (laughs) that you didn't do before. You know, don't try to get, you know, or try to be the man just because it's game seven and you want to be hero. Understand, continue to work the offense, remain disciplined, stay focused. And I think Miami brings it home. I think it's going to be a defensive game um I don't think neither team scores over 110 points. So, um uh yeah, give me Miami. Um uh any gems you want to drop before we get out of here, bro? Um,
1: no, not really. Uh, we have we pretty much covered everything. Uh
0: listen, stay safe. Um uh tomorrow's not promised, so make men's Um, and, uh, I want to thank you for your listening air, um, you know, I want to thank you for your, for your opinion. You know, it matters most to me, to our, to our listeners out there. We'll be dropping snippets on who's clutch, Inc on Instagram and dropping the podcast on who's clutch sports talk radio on Apple Podcasts. Again, stay safe out there. Peace and love.